Anyway, happy Saturday. What's up, everybody? Did give my notice at my other job. Good for you. I'm proud so. of you. Very happy for you. Thank you. Yay! Yes, I know. It, it It's weird, but it's... So do you still have another, like, couple shifts left? I have four shifts left. What's your What's the day of your last shift? The 30th. And September. you can thank, right. you can thank our supporters. I can. Yeah. Because they're the reasons. Yes. If it weren't for you guys, I would not be able to sustain without another job. So oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, hopefully, hopefully I don't need to go back. But nice. Very nice. Who do we have for any Patreon members that have joined us or who are we, who's our surprise shot for today? So um, let me check our surprise shot list. I was going to do Rachel's today, but because I can't receive text messages, I didn't see that we didn't have the ingredients for hers. Um, Let's see. Who is White Horse? I don't know. Who White that. Horse? Yeah. I don't know if that's Jessica or not. Jessica's next on my list and I don't know if I have a specific maybe it's a Native American maybe or maybe it's related to like a Taylor Swift song or something it could be oh Joanne oh Joanne Joanne jo- that's I- me oh hey Joanne we did yours last week what's with the white horse maybe that's just what you like you're like Tina <laughs> <laughs> the equestronauts um we I did we did one for Joanne last week um so Rachel is next Technically, so we'll just not dedicate today, I guess, because I don't know if we don't have her ingredients. So uh, how about is Natasha on here? It's her birthday, I think, next week, she said, or this week. Is it? Mm-hmm. We can do a, a, a shot, shot, a birthday shot for Natasha. This is my porcelain horse, horcelain. <laughs> yeah, Joanne, we did the... Um, <laughs> Joanne, we did the... It was good. Yeah, I it. it was like, it was almost like a hot toddy. But with orange juice. And cold. Yeah. But it, that's what it reminded me of, though. It was good. All right. Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. I feel like my voice has more bass in it today, and I don't understand why. You haven't woken up yet. Yeah, that's probably Skip it. Skip the coffee, went straight to beer. That's because you're talking into the mic. I'm I'm not being mean, but when you're talking like this, it's called the proximity effect. You get more. That's how Howard Stern does it. I'm Howard Stern. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, that was good. That was delightful, Jen. If I was a pussy. Jen, what did you pick? Um, it was Malibu with sour mix. Oh, that was that was really yummy. That was that's a cocktail right there. Mm. <laughs> Cock. Wait. Oh man. Brandon, <laughs> where you at? <laughs> so is this the final well, here we go. Rushing the narrator again. You got quiet in here. All right, well, just let me know when you want me to fucking talk. So it's cool. Oh my god. Okay, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay, Nicole. We're just background noise. That you know what? I ain't got time for that. You gonna be like that? Mm-mm. I'll take my business. I'll take this puss elsewhere. Hey, Amber. What's up, Amber? What's oh, up, titties? Not you, Amber. All right, let's get started. We have Jack the Ripper. We're we're getting done, son, with Jack the Ripper. I am so sick of this. I said that I would put a name out there, and I'm going to. Is it Jack the Ripper? No, that name is John Summerton. Oh, okay. I just completely made that name up and... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 
All right, tonight I'm starting November 9th, 1888. We're going to Miller Court, number 26 Dorset Street. A most horrifying spectacle, exceeding the ghastliness, anything in which the imagination can picture. This one is so brutal, man. Just the way I like them. This is a quarter mile away from the other murders. Do I need to recap anything for anyone before I jump in? Just do a quick recap of the last thing. Yeah, because I wasn't here. All right, let me, let me go from the beginning in rapid succession and recap this thing the best I can. All right, Marianne Nichols was the first one we started with. Now, keep these dates in mind. Remember Martha Turner or Tabram? She was the one that was killed by a gang, we assume. But Marianne Nichols was the first of the canonical five. Now, I found it really interesting about the dates of all of these victims. Marianne Nichols was killed August 31st, 1888. Mm -hmm. That was in Bucks Row. She was lying on her back with her legs straight out. She was at the side of the street. Her throat cut open from ear to ear. Her front teeth were knocked out. She had uh, an incision that severed all the tissues down to the vertebrae. An inch below the left side was a circular incision where he stuck this big knife through and her windpipe was completely severed through. So with the canonical five, I'm only counting Jack the Ripper kills if their windpipes are completely severed through because that is a very pretty unique thing that he does. Yeah, that's there, fair. There are other murders that happened during this time that aren't aren't really the same MO. But it seems like he always tries to at least sever the windpipe. That was the first one that we saw. And she was also disemboweled. She had a cut so vicious from her abdomen all the way up to her breastbone. And her abdomen was ripped over and her bowels were just spilled all over the floor. Gross. Yeah. Annie Chapman. Now, this one that we're talking about tonight, this will be the last one. She's actually, she actually lives in the building adjacent across the street to Annie Chapman. So this is right at the same place. Mm -hmm. Annie Chapman, she was found in Hanbury Street. She was fearfully mutilated. Her throat was cut open in a shocking manner from ear to ear. Her windpipe was severed through. Her heart and liver were torn out and lying by her body in a pool of blood and the viscera was scattered uh, about her. The fiendish work was completed by a murderer tying the entrails around her neck. Ugh. So you see a definite escalation here from the first one. Yeah, yeah. It's like a kid who gets a thing of Play-Doh who's never seen a thing of Play-Doh and he's kind of scared of it at first so he opens a lid and he's like poking at it like what is this? Now you're seeing him take it out and kind of roll it up and you know like what can I do? do with this thing. Ugh. But he hasn't made a masterpiece or anything yet. He's just trying it. But this is definite definite escalation here that you can see. And this is only in a few month time period. Remember the first one was August 31st. Annie Chapman, her murder was September 8th. A thing about this is really keep in mind the dates here. Number one, it's all on the weekend. All of these happen on oh, the weekend. Oh, that's interesting. All of them happen on the weekend. It's the freaking weekend. Mm -hmm. And three of these five happen at the end of the month or the beginning of the month. So the 31st. Like a, like a payday type situation? Yeah, maybe? like a payday. Yeah, 31st Thank would God be. it's Friday night. Oh, we can't sing. Yeah, I know. That's, Dear Lord. That's why I stopped saying anything. Oh, man, I forgot. Can't get another copyright strike or our account gets banned. <laughs> 
Are we on two strikes? Yes. Whoops. I showed an uh, told John to look at an, the otter holding hands video, and man, that was strike two. Next, mm. we talked about Leather Apron, and because he was a big name, right? Remember, everyone's looking for this Leather Apron, who they let go, and he didn't seem to fit the bill. We then went to Burner Street, which was a five minute walk from Bucks Row, and Burner Street was weird because this one was at the Jewish. It was the International Jewish Society for fascism no not fascism socialism and it seemed like it was purposely done at this place Mm -hmm. it was also rushed and it seemed like the killer was scared off because he didn't do much except slash the windpipe open right and then he runs and not even and then he leaves not even an hour later and we talked about this in the last episode Mm -hmm. he kills another woman so he walks through Whitechapel and kills another prostitute Catherine Eddowes 30 minutes to an hour later. Right. Another brutal, brutal murder. And this time, police find in chalk the following message. It said, quote, the Jews are the men that will not be blamed for nothing. The Jews are the men who will not be blamed for nothing. That's a double negative. So will they be? Bl- so they want to be blamed for something, or they don't want to be blamed? So you, it's very confusing. I, I, yeah, I don't get it. You brought up a really good point. So this is this is the actual writing on the wall. This is how it's spelled. As you see, the Jews are the men that will not be blamed for nothing. That was written in chalk. However, the police officer who wrote that didn't actually write it correctly. What was really on the wall that was written in chalk was the same thing. However, the word Jews was spelled differently. It was spelled J-U-J-U-W-E-S. Jews. Oh, that could be a last name. No, no, it's... It's a misspelling of the Jews. Okay, it, it is a misspelling. And you brought up the double negative, which was which was a really good point. What does that mean? Who would write in a double negative? Someone that's not educated. Someone that's not educated or a foreigner. Oh. If you look at the word Jews... For another country, another nearby country, such as Germany. Well, no, not Germany. Such Scotland. As, no, not Scotland. Such as France, oh. who has a history of actually beheading prostitutes. They have a very strong disdain for prostitution in France, especially mm-hmm. at the time during the Napoleonic era. Mm-hmm. They would behead a lot. If you look at that word spelled like it is was spelled on the wall and you add a little tilde or a dot above there. You actually don't have the word Jews, but you have Jews, which means a female Jew, J-U-I-V-E-S. So what we're trying to say is perhaps Jack the Ripper is a foreigner, which kind of accounts for the dates. Mm -hmm. He came over here and he kills the prostitutes and he maybe read the paper and all the anti-Semitism and stuff like that. Yep. Then he writes the Jews because he's not killing Jewish women. I was going to ask, like, do we know if any of these these prostitutes were actually no, they're not or, or Jewish women. Jewish, no. But he is saying if he's French, then the Jewess will not be blamed for nothing. And the double negative means that he doesn't know the English connotations very well. Mm, interesting. And he wrote it not knowing because he was in a hurry because he almost got caught with that last murder. And this is just a quick one. Boom. Yep. I feel like it would take more time to write that on the wall. I than, know. Like, well, like to really prioritize writing that message. Well, here's the thing. So the the on the wall, it was written in chalk and it wasn't near the body. It was close. The only thing that was under that message was a piece of a bloody apron that came from the victim. Mm -hmm. So it's surmised that he did write that. 
Got it. You know. I mean, otherwise, who else would have done it, I guess? When you were talking about the French and, and their position on, on sex workers back in the day um, was, like, it just reminds me of Les Mis and mm. the scene down by the docks, especially in the movie. Like, I don't know. I know we, we trucked through Les Mis like many years ago, the three of us. But mm-hmm. uh, I mean, I, I love the movie in the, the show, but like, it's just kind of give you a picture of what life for them might have looked like, you know, and they were not like they were like pulling teeth to pay their bills and like all all those things so it's just kind of i don't know just remind me of that we also did several of the letters which i'm not putting too much stock in the letters i'm putting more stock into what's written on the wall above the dead bodies okay because there's so many fake letters it's hard to trust any of them honestly but we did the dear boss letter which they Mm -hmm. think is accurate and the next one signed jack the ripper yours truly jack the ripper that was written by the same hand and we know the dear boss letter was accurate because it was a sent with a kidney of a victim them. Right. So we also know that because we think a lot of them were written by people trying to sell newspapers. Yeah, I, for that purpose. We went over that yeah. female that was arrested. Yep. There was a female arrested that we went over last time. Her name was Maria Corner. She was arrested for sending letters to local chief constables and local press signed Jack the Ripper. The girl is good looking, respectably dressed and in regular work at the leading drapery drapery establishments. Hmm. They found several written letters that had been signed Jack the Ripper. That's why there are hundreds of them. Huh. Now, can I ask, I know we looked at the Dear Boss letters, but was there any um, like misspelling or, or weird French stuff? Or do we think that maybe they put that, that they knew that the French had that? I don't I don't know. I got to go back through the letters. We might do that eventually. All right. We're getting started. November 9th, before the last one, was the 8th of October. So this is November 9th, almost a month later. And it's also on the weekend. A most horrifying spectacle, exceeding in ghastliness anything which the imagination can picture. And we do have a picture. We have a crime scene photo of this one. And it's really disgusting. This is at Miller Court, a quarter of a mile away from the other murders. This street is so lighted. Especially now, because they are actively trying to catch this guy. They put extra lights all around London, all all around Whitechapel in the East End. And this one was glowing like a freaking star, man. Dorset Street is most common lodging houses. No less than 600 registered beds. They're homeless people. They're homeless people that sleep under the awnings every night. There's a lot of people in this one. Can you read from the Evening Chronicle? From the Evening Chronicle, November 9th. 1888 at half past 10 this morning the dead body of a woman with her head almost severed from her body was found in an untenanted outhouse or shed in dorset court it had evidently lain there for some hours but several scavengers who were in the court at nine o'clock this morning declared that the body was not there then all right, so that paper you read was from the Evening Chronicle, November 9th, the day that she got murdered. She just got murdered a few hours before. We know now that she actually was a prostitute who registered a room, a lodging house room, to take a John back. So this is the first murder that happens in a room, not out in public. Okay. So basically, he has hours to do his work. And it seems ah. it seems like this will be the 
the last one because remember the, the last two murders happened in su- succession because he was rushed right on both of them mm-hmm. so he waits a month and he comes back and he's like you know what i need to actually paint a picture here and i can't do that on the street i need to be in a secure room where i can work and that's what he did he was invited into this woman's room her name was mary kelly and he did his work according to the man who first saw the body the guy that worked for the house owner the runner if you will who goes up and collects rent every morning from all these women that stay there he's Mm -hmm. the one that first saw the body he comes running back and he says it was quote cut up something awful now as i said dorset court is exactly opposite of the house that annie chapman lived where this guy had murdered just not even two months before like it was almost like an fu i'm gonna do this right here yeah where you guys are looking and there's cops walking up and down the street especially on this day because they know this may be a murder night so it's just it follows the pattern it follows the pattern and they have they have already realized that pattern aha yeah so it's ballsy it's very ballsy yeah but that's why he does it in a room and everyone everyone's dead bolting their locks and doors at this point right morris lewis at taylor states that he was playing pitch and toss in the court at nine o'clock this morning and an hour before he had seen the woman leave the house and return with some milk Hmm. so we do know that the timeline here which i'm going to tell you but this is mary kelly this is her face kind of what she looks like i mean she's wow obviously dead you're gonna see a better photo here in a second because this guy had a lot of fun with her oh lord oh here's a better better photo right here of her Mm. well that's not her dead so no no um just wondering have they made like jack the ripper movies or am i just lost on that because i feel like made like thousands of those damn things any that were actually popular because i can't think of any off the top of my head yeah it's a good question um I don't know. Hmm. Well, why don't we talk to our friend, the director? Maybe he can make a series about Jack the Ripper. There you go. Based on your podcast. I'm sure there's better podcasts that do this. Which ones? Morbid. This guy that works for the house owner, he runs back and he's like, there's been another murder. Oh, it's something awful. The police immediately come. Now, this is nine o'clock in the morning. So she has been dead for several hours. He was in the room and he had his way. He painted the perfect picture and then he left, you know, in the morning probably under the cover of darkness, but just kind of left, shut the door, and now it's nine in the morning, and the the kid that collects the rent is the first one that uh, notices the body, the first one that sees the body. He tries the door, knocks and everything else. Miss Kelly, are you in there? Rent's due. Tries to open the door. Nothing. Can't get in. He goes around where he notices that a window is broken, and apparently the window has always been broken, but you can see through it, and this is what he saw. The body lay partly on the bed, the throat was cut, and the breast and other parts of the body hacked about in a fearful manner. She is stretched out on the bed. This figure he can't tell what's what there's no lights in the room this is candlelight and there's really not any illumination coming in from outside so he can kind of barely see something on the bed a basically a big lump of flesh he doesn't actually go in for a closer look the police are going to do that he just sees it and he's like i i'm i'm out he goes gets the cops but as you're going to see this woman was fearfully mutilated her flesh was stripped off quote leaving just this the skeleton. Oof, that's brutal. Yeah. At this point, Mr. T, Mr. T comes in. <laughs> I pity the fool. Mr. T Arnold, the superintendent of H Division. 
H Division Metropolitan Police. They show up. They try the door. Now this is this is getting on noontime at this point. Mm. There's a huge crowd. They're trying to open the door. There's no key. The key's not in there. Somebody took the key. So finally, finally, he busts the door down. Now remember, it's dark in this room because there's no lights. There's only a candle and it's burnt out, right? They immediately see a, a terrible, terrible sight. Now this is from the Evening Chronicle. The mutilations of the body reveal such a shocking state of things as has probably never been equaled in the annals of crime. The head was not lying apart from the body, but was hanging on by a mere thread. Both the ears and the nose were cut off. All the flesh was stripped completely off the thighs, and the woman was not disemboweled, but the womb and other parts are missing. Well, there's the the uterus is gone. Yeah, the uterus and all that stuff is gone. The head was still there, but, quote, hanging on by a mere thread. What is that thread? like a spaghetti noodle yeah that's nasty like a tendon right it, i mean it, like nearly headless neck yeah <laughs> yeah yeah jack can never get this head all the way off or maybe he doesn't want to he has yeah. trouble getting that thing all the way off doesn't he but they see this it's got to be intentional if he's that skilled with other things right yeah yeah i would say so maybe he wants it to be like a fun surprise for people yeah like if they're laying on the ground and then they try to pick them up and it's like oh Ooh. just kidding maybe and then they kick it around like a soccer ball. Oh no, I didn't say that. So her calves were skeletonized. Now Mr. T, he sends his best trained officer in there to light up the place. And all he's got to do is pull the blinds back. You know, the, the window that was broken, there are blinds there and that's the only source of light coming in from outside. Mm-hmm. They can't see shit. And and they didn't bring their lanterns because it's 10 a.m. in the morning. Mm. So the, the young cop goes over there and he leans across this bedroom, this bedside table to the broken window trying not to get cut with the glass if there is any he grabs the blinds and he opens them opens the blinds however when he does that he notices that his his arm that kind of scraped the table is getting goopy he's like what oh. the fuck is this did somebody spill like a wax candle and there's wax everywhere oh no so at this point, because I said the room was dimly lit, he pulls the blinds back and before anything else, he looks down at his uniform and that brass badge and that nicely pressed uniform that his wife pressed just this morning was now covered in crimson. This goopy, goopy substance was covering his jacket. The brass badge that he had shined all morning and took great pride in is now dripping of this goop. And then he finally looks at the table across from the blinds and he realizes why he is so goopy and sticky. At that point, all the police in there realize the same thing. Whoever was in here was a true artist. Whoever was in here took his time and they wanted to paint something beautiful. On the ceiling? At least to himself. Like the Sistine Chapel? Yeah. They have a, did you know that they have a, uh, just like a Sistine Chapel exhibit downtown now? No. Yeah. Sorry. Huh. No, I didn't know that. Um, it was evident that a large and keen knife had been used by a hand possessed of some knowledge and practice. This, this man, this Jack the Ripper spent so much time on this work and now he's showing it to the world to be judged on the table displayed was all the organs 
actions of Mary Kelly lying out systematically in perfect order. He wanted to create something beautiful on the walls smeared with blood. It was a it's like Hannibal moment. Yeah. He he was not only having fun, but he was he was in the zone. He was in his element. So fucked up. <laughs> what? Yeah. what? Well, it is. I mean, if that's that's pretty crazy. The fact that he lined up all the organs on the table. So he didn't take any for himself. It, no, he didn't take any. I'm trying to. That's interesting. Uh, I'm, so we do have a picture. Let me show you. Oh, no. Oh, I don't know whoa. if I want to see a picture. <laughs> I kind of do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, that's fucked up. I, I yeah. That's that's crazy. It's like a like an art like an art exhibit. Yeah. Yeah, but this is uh this is uh this is kind of fucked. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I mean, I've seen a dead person before. <sighs> I can't say that I. Well, does a weight count? Is that what you? Like? Well, no. I was referring to the cadavers, the people that donated their bodies to science, and I had to do the muscle exam. All right, Ugh. check this thing out. Oh. Damn. Oh, no. That's her? Number, this is the face. The start <gasps> of the face. You see the two eyes. Oh, oh you don't see the eyes because they're not there. God. Well, they are there. They're just on the table. Oh, shit. You see the nose, which is also. Oh, shit. On the table here. Oh, God. You How? I mean, like, I don't. Like, you see her skeleton. Remember I said it was skeletonized? Yeah. This right here. That's her leg. <laughs> Brandon. <Is> Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> now everybody's back on the live chat yeah, what the fuck man this is like her legs are splayed open yeah, like, this yeah. is her other leg right here right yeah and this I mean her entire this is how you get whatever's in there out like without trying to sound oh. and like, then here's here's some of the that's the bowels kind damn. of uh, pot just piled up there like I, I'm not trying to sound insensitive but she looks like the turkey on Thanksgiving after everyone's Oh, had their yeah. meal like oh man yeah it's a true masterpiece i don't know if i'd use that term uh, i mean that's what he wanted from it why, why else would he do that wow wow that's something i do you feel like he's he was trying to like show him demonstrate a message of you know like he was interrupted last time so rudely and now this is what happens when he has all the time in the world yeah i think so I don't know. Yeah, because how long do you think that must have taken? Like, I don't know. Uh, it'd take me a good hour. Yeah, yeah. That's it? I mean, it depends on how much fun he was having, I guess. <laughs> I mean, to, so I, I know I'm like saying he's painting a masterpiece and yada, yada, yada. That's but probably I mean, what he was thinking. Think about it. That's what it is. So here's a better photo. This one has been uh, kind of redone, but you can see the, it's the exact same woman. And now this has been, this is staged, but this is exactly staged. But you see, this is what it would look like. Damn. You see the organs right there? Yeah. Splayed on the table. And the, the shades would be over there. That's what he pulled. And she's splayed open. You see her wow. feet there. And her face is just not there. Like her face is gone. That's meant man. to be like a recreated photo? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Because unless someone... Copycat, like no, and I mean, there's some talented people, so some people could have, you know, did the clarity or whatever. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Let me show you some of the other photos. The crime I'm scene. I'm surprised photos. that there are photos of this. Yeah, yeah, I've, right. Yeah, I've been wanting to show you all the other photos. This is a colored photo. It's been remastered, but this is the real photo here. This is of 
the same photo? No, this is a different victim. I'm going to show you all the victims now. The ones that we got photos oh, for. Oh, okay. You see her there? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, that's so sad. So That's a redone photo? I believe this one yeah. was colored in. This is this is the actual photo. Because yeah, they have that technology now. You can color yeah. well, some black of the, yeah, photos. They, they do this a lot. I mean, it's the same photo, but you wow. just color it in. That's wow. I, I I mean, not to say I don't know how to make this. I always worry about sounding like whatever, but it it almost when you look at photos that are black and white, it's it's you know, doesn't take the shock value out of it because that photo we just saw was kind of ugh. oh my god. But if we had that in color, I don't think I would be okay. You know what I mean? Like it's like the color adds so much more yeah, like reality to it. to it. Yeah, that's pretty crazy to see those. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty brutal. Yeah. No shit. Oh, here's a crazy one here. Ooh, Jesus. That's how brutal it looks at the end. Jeez. I mean, he just like, oh my God, dude. That's a lot of like rage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? It's too bad that we don't know for certain who did this because we can't really get background on them. I know. It's so like it's you always wonder like what happened to this person? Why? What made you hate people so I, much yeah. to do something like yeah, that? Yeah, but I can't I can't just imagine this guy stopping unless he was killed or imprisoned. Or maybe he had caught or, the plague or something. Or yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good one. What I was going to go into When was the Spanish flu? In the 1800s. What I was going to go into is there is a paper that I found. Or no, 1917 I think where a doctor basically came out and said that he thinks Jack the Ripper had uh, hallucinations but that was before the the word what do you call it schizophrenia schizophrenia was a thing and he was trying to explain it like fits of anxiety where he wasn't in his right mind and he would say that he would do it and then not remember so he was basically explaining something that's never been invented I thought it was really interesting whoa I never really thought of like Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde slash Jack the Ripper cross over. Well, you know, Jekyll, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Oh, my God. Uh, that was the one. Uh, so look at these women that he's... In, no. Do you see this this cut? Yeah. Here? Like all right the down, down the sternum. Yeah. All the way down, oh, uh, all the man. way up. And what is this? Just a flap that's left? Because look how skinny she is. She's skinny. Yeah, but she's more skinny because she ain't got nothing Was that the uterus being taken out, though? Yeah. Was that when he took out her uterus? Yeah, this is her. Nuts, man. No one deserves that. It's also interesting to know, because Dr. Jekyll Mr. Hyde was popular as a play at this time Mm. and you know everyone was seeing that so you know I don't know that's interesting crazy yeah that is crazy yeah she was I mean it was like a picture wasn't it didn't he paint a picture of it sort of uh in blood yeah crazy man anyway um so who would do this that's the that's the big question. See, the thing about Jack the Ripper that I'm finding out is it seems so you seem like so confident that you can solve it. It's like right there, but then it, it's never there. Now, so the room was had thin walls. And at the time, these were real thin. I, I saw the word match lining. Ooh. So whatever that is, like very thin walls. Mm-hmm. And the room above was home to a couple who didn't even awake when they were sleeping to any to any noise or anything. Mm. And the other thing is everyone's at home at this point and the rooms are right beside each other. 
how did he do this? So it must have been like maybe she was sleeping. That's the, the kind of thought with this. Mm. Um, let's talk about Mary Jane Kelly. She's the one that was that you just saw in the bed. She is obviously of a moral character and humble circumstances. And she's different because she's 24 years old. The other ones were over 40. Mm. This is different. She was separated like all the rest. Tall, slim, fair, and attractive. Yesterday at 1 a.m., she was heard singing sweet violets in her house. We got a couple witnesses here. We're, really? We're going to try to map out a timeline real quick. Like, when was she killed? One witness, Marianne Cox, who is also a city dweller, she saw Marianne right before midnight, Thursday night, worse for drink, in the company of a man carrying a pot of beer, like a growler, basically. So can you read the uh, from the London Morning Post? I sure can. From the London Morning Post, 13th of November, 1888. Cox followed the pair and saw them enter Kelly's room. The man turned around as he entered and closed the door, and Cox must have had a good view of him. The man was in all likelihood the murderer, for there is no suggestion that the murdered woman took more than one man to her room that night. Cox stated in a positive manner that the man was short and stout, shabbily dressed, and wore a round black black billycock hat had a blotchy face and a full carroty mustache with a clean shaven chin. Mm. This is the man who's been seen several times, but there's the hat. What's the hat? There's two different men descriptions seen, which is which, as you'll see, kind of makes me think that maybe this is a partner situation. Mm. And I have something that I found in the paper that may may go. Oh, she followed them into the court. And when Kelly was going into her house, the witness said, Good night, Mary. But the man slammed the door in her face. Mm. However, she heard Mary Kelly say, Good night, I'm going to have a song. And then sing. And then she sung, A violet I pluck from my mother's grave. I don't know how that song goes. At 1 a.m., the witness... Did you just make those words up or those are the words you don't know this tune? No, that's what she was singing. Oh, that's kind of like... Why were they so like... Weird but, back like, then. Ring around the rosy is actually about um, the Holocaust. Yeah, no, no, it's what? about the it's about the plague. black death. That's it? what I meant. The, yeah. the black plague. Yeah, black death. Sorry, I sorry. I heard. I thought there of ashes, is, and I yeah. There you know. is one that is about getting nuked, though. Didn't duck and cover. No. <laughs> I don't know that one. What's that? You don't know the duck and cover your, song? It's yeah. how, how Ask your mom. She'll yeah. know it. Like yeah. our, our, all your parents, all of our parents had to do it in, in school. It, like, it, it was a song to teach kids. It had a little turtle cartoon along with it. Um, And it told oh, kids to nuclear... yeah, dive under their desk and k- literally kiss their butt goodbye. <laughs> it's like from a, you remember we used to do tornado drills? Or you probably yeah. still do it. Oh, well, yeah, we do. So during the Cold War, everyone's thinking that, you know, there would be nukes flying everywhere, which there almost was. So they would do that. Yeah, your parents know. Oh, that duck and cover. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know what? The school down the street from from my house. I don't know if you guys remember. Like it was like right down the road. Um, they had like it was a shelter. Shel- uh, a bomb shelter. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. This short man, stocky with a blotchy face. That is one I've been seeing a lot. But I've also been seeing another description. What? There's a a man like the Burner Street man, for instance, was a very dark man. The Hanbury Street. Guy 
guy, a dark foreign man similar to Bucks Row. So this blotchy pale face doesn't jive with a lot of these other witness statements. But I but I am seeing but I am but I am seeing both at the same time. So I did find something kind of interesting. Okay. The witness Elizabeth Pratter, she returned to her room at 1 a.m. on that Friday. However, at 4 a.m. her kitten started rubbing her face and she tried to slap it. That's what she said. I tried to slap it. And then she heard a faint cry of, oh, murder. Because if you're getting murdered, that's what you say in the day. You say, murder. Murder. There's been a murder. (laughs) No, you say, I'm being murdered. I guess it's like the same thing if, you know, the R word. Yeah. Oh, rape? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Y'all don't say that now. No, but like. Yeah, I guess you would. Yeah. I I think they just use murder as a catch-all. I don't know, though. Fuck. Anyway. Mayday, mayday. So Sarah Lewis, another city dweller, saw a man standing near the dodging house door, which is that the door leading up to her room. He was wearing a wide awake hat, which fit the previous description of a guy wearing a wide awake hat. What is a wide awake hat? All right, let me show you. Oh, oh, wait, is it well, the- Hold on, I'll show you. The wide awake hat from 1866, the collection addiction, what we looked at the other day, from Bowman Collection, which is the one, the very one that H.H. Holmes wore. Oh. And H.H. Yeah. H. Holmes did have a partner in some of his crimes, I'm just going to say. Oh, he did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I would, I'm, like, that surprises me that somebody would trust another being with, like, that sort of behavior, you know? Oh, yeah. A lot of my friends trust me to do that shit. <laughs> so she saw a man standing near, near that room, but it wasn't a short, stout, blotchy-faced man. It was a man just standing there wearing a wide awake hat. This man, to her at least, seemed like he was waiting on someone. Mm. But this is one in the morning. Who the hell are you waiting on? Right. In the dark. She also saw another man and woman, Mary Kelly, walking up. And the woman, Mary Kelly, was worse for drink. Hmm? Mm. I'm going to start using that term. Does it not seem like whoever, the, the man walking up, which was obviously the one with the, the bottle of beer, the growler, who left, said goodnight, slammed the door in her face and left at 1 a.m. Does it not seem like this guy in the bowler hat was waiting around for that moment for him to leave or whatever? Mm. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So Dr. Phillips, his evidence together with the timeline of Marianne Cox, Elizabeth Pratter and others put her murder time around 3 a.m. Quote, a fact which brings into startling relief the murderer's coolness, caution, and tenacity of purpose. The light in her room was extinguished at 2 a.m. in the morning. That's what neighbors would say. The murderer must have restrained his impulse for nearly another hour, probably waiting until all fear of the return of the late resellers and others had passed. Long before the murderer began his deadly work, the victim must have been in a deep sleep from which she was awakened by the murderer's onslaught, but only for a moment as she was able to utter only one cry of murder, as said to have been heard by several dwellers in the court. There was a postcard sent later to that house address, but they everyone pretty much thinks it's fake. It's not written in the same hand. It was sent from Folkestone, which is a city uh, nearby. It was signed Jack Sheraton, the Ripper. It said, don't be alarmed. I'm going to do another, but this time it will be a mother and daughter. But it was most likely fake. because mm. And there was no follow-up murder. No, that was it. Mm. Now, hold on a second. I want you to read one more thing. Okay. And then I kind of want to talk about where, where my head is. Okay. All right. Mary Kelly was seen with the man that night 
of the laboring class of military appearance. And now this man, he actually goes to the police and tells them a story and they believe him. They take 100% faith in this man's account of who he saw Mary Kelly with. Now, this is a military person who was going to the police, but this is what he says. It's a little long, but... Following is a summary of the man's statement, and it may be said that, notwithstanding examination and re-examination by the police, his story cannot be shaken. And so circumstantial and straightforward for the man's assertions that the police believe they have at least been placed in position of facts, which will open up a new line of investigation and probably enable them to crack the track the criminal. This man states on that morning of the 9th, he saw Mary Jeanette Kelly, the murdered woman in Commercial Street, Spital Fields, the vicinity of where the murder was committed, in the company with a man of respectable appearance. The man was about five foot six in height, 34 to 35 years of age, with a dark complexion and a dark mustache curled up at the ends. He was wearing a long dark coat trimmed with astrakhan, a white collar with a black necktie in which affixed a horseshoe pin. He wore a pair of dark gaiters with light buttons over button boots and displayed from his waistcoat a massive gold chain. The highly respectable appearance of this person, which was in such great contrast to that of the woman that a few people could have failed to remark them at that hour of mourning. This description, which substantiates that given by others of the person seen in company with the woman on the morning she was killed, was forwarded to the headquarters of the H Division as soon as completed and an investigation was immediately set on foot. So I want to say that horseshoe pin was also described in another one of the murders as being seen. So mm. I think that is also a big, pretty lead. Yeah. You know, there. So I don't know. What do you guys, where are you guys at now? We did all five murders. We talked a little bit about the Ireland connection. I mean, the French connection. Yep. I don't know if you buy that. There was a Jack the Ripper, a French Jack the Ripper who went on a killing spree and... I don't think I don't think he was the same, but he uh, his name was Joseph Vatcher. I'm gonna do his story later. But was where, it around the same time? Or yeah, after? yeah. I'm pulling it up right now. It was uh, literally like right after. I can promise you that he didn't stop. And that last murder reminded me a lot of Richard Cottingham mm. when he went into the hotel. Hotel. Also, what I didn't mention is inside the room they found the use of the fireplace, but it was burned extremely hot when they 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 knew that because there was a kettle the spout had actually melted off the kettle so they knew he was burning something he was actually burning women's clothing they don't know whose it belonged to, but it was women's clothing found in there. That's interesting. So that's interesting. Richard Cottingham also did that. I don't know if you remember. He killed two pros two prostitutes in his hotel room in New York on like the tenth floor, and then he tried to light the bed on fire, mm -hmm. but it didn't didn't take. Very interesting. A lot of similarities there. Mm -hmm. The fact that he cut off the nose and ears. Not only is he escalating, but here's where my mind's at right now. Unless he died, are he 
got imprisoned, he killed again. Mm. Definitely not in Whitechapel because there was way too much heat. Yeah, I was going to say. And I really don't think he wrote letters like that. I, I don't, I mean, I, 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 I want to say that he didn't write any letters because I don't think he would. And I think the dates are really important. The fact that he was coming on the 31st and then those two on the 7th and 8th, all on the weekend, makes me think mm. he's a foreigner. And it makes me think since the first murder we did, that pearly pole. <laughs> yes. Brandon loves to call her Rolly <laughs> She saw the victim. I can't even remember her name now. So many. With a military man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These ships come and do shore leave right when you said it was the 31st payday. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That makes so much sense. Anyway, this Joseph Vatcher, he... Span of crimes, 1894, so six years later, but he was pretty much known as the French Jack the Ripper, and he, um, let's see, he would brutalize, I think he only killed children, I don't know, I didn't do his uh, thing, Mm. but he would disembowel, rape, and sodomize at least 11 people, five teenage girls and five teenage boys. Wow. But there's one other thing that I I saw that's really interesting. Oh, actually, let me do this for you. I told you I would show you this little connection. This is the paper I found about some doctor trying to freaking uh, explain it. This is from the Roscommon Constitutionalist, 1889. One of these popular theories, uh, yada, 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 is that the effect that the murderer is a lunatic with a recurrent dominant passion or hallucination. It may be simply a passion for blood that seizes him. This is interesting because I've been reading this book by uh, Peter Vronsky. I, I know I talk about it a lot, but werewolves actual werewolves like actual werewolf sightings and stuff was very yeah. popular in the 16 1700s but it turns out that the werewolves were actually just serial killers oh. but since, since you can't really like if you ask a serial killer what comes in like why does he do this mm-hmm. you know he, some of them don't know so it's basically they would think and and they would find bodies like this in the 17 1600s mm-hmm. and no no human would do that so it has to be some kind of beast well it's just the serial killer oh but they would blame it on a werewolf okay and that's why that became so werewolves pop- of london yeah, yeah 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 but that's why that became such a thing like yeah. werewolf attacks okay and and what they found out because obviously werewolves aren't a thing right i mean humans oh. don't turn into fucking wolves but they kind of do in a way these serial killers are so brutal and all of a sudden it's just like okay i just i got this thirst for brutality and blood yeah so this kind of the same thing it may be a simple passion for blood which seizes him and and convenience which induces him to select for his victims women of the unfortunate class from this mental diseases professional he leans to the belief that jack the ripper is an epileptic patient one suffering from a peculiar form of epilepsy i think this is what he was talking about schizophrenia i don't think they had that term at the time it is a form of the disease which as is well known in medical circles the first napoleon suffered and the person of Afflicted is liable to the attacks after excitation of the passions. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. So where are you guys at? Because I'm going to tell you where I'm at and where I kind of want to go personally with. Okay. So I'm still of the opinion that all of the Whitechapel murders, I know there's like a canonical five that we're saying are all Jack the Ripper. And I, I feel at least like pretty secure in some of the surgical nature of the canonical five. Not all, all I, like I'm a little iffy on every single one of those five, but I'm not convinced that all of them are the same person. 
So what make what would be the same person like the ones that had the uterus removed or had something that seemed more skilled in nature. But you're saying that in a very small section of London, the East East End White Chapel, there are two depraved homicidal maniacs working in the same area. That that is very rare. Is it though? I don't know. I mean, did, has there ever been two serial killers working in the same city? I mean, there have been copycats. Yeah, I think but... so. Um, I lost my train of thought. Yes, I think I think it's possible that it's not all the same person. Well, who is it? Is it someone in London? What about I don't that, know. It could that... be a French dude. It could be H.H. Holmes. It could be somebody else. I mean, the description. So I, I think... Um, the whole like different descriptions of the person, the like if it, they looked dark or lighter skinned, perhaps I think that could just be a uh, uh, easily what about chalked H. H. up to the fact that it was like dark out when half of these people were like maybe even seen. So um, I think H. H. Holmes is a possibility, but wasn't there something? One thing that we did that we were like, ah, I don't know if it's possible. Oh, it was he, the travel time. Yeah, there was like one murder that we cross referenced and it didn't add up. Yeah, that's true, because it was only a three-day difference or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, it was, like, definitely not enough time. But otherwise, all this, you know, the the type of hats and the mustache and all that, those things, like, oh, yeah, Albert, those are. Yeah, yeah. Al- Albert Fish does kind of fit the bill, now yeah. that I'm looking at him. Yeah, but he wasn't ever in London that we know of. Yeah. So. What did the, the spelling of the Jews do to you? Um, that made me think about a foreigner. Yeah. Like maybe a French French person or someone that was maybe not a foreigner, but did it to make himself seem that way. Mm-hmm. All right. Check check this shit out. Most of the people at this time believe it was a foreigner. Quote, they've been done by some short voyage man. Well, that explains like the import export, like the people that work at the port. Well, check it out. London, especially around Whitechapel at the time with all the cities, they don't have farms, mm-hmm. but yet they have they sell meat, sell cattle meat, cattle boats. Boats were a plenty in London, coming in and out all the time through the Thames, mm-hmm. especially on Thursdays or Fridays. Mm, and, this- and then they would leave again on Sundays or Mondays. Mm-hmm. So some detectives believe that a butcher employed by one of these boats, which there are many, was could have been the could have been the culprit. Okay, that makes sense. But I looked up like, okay, so these cattle boats are coming from where? The most likely source that they're coming from the, the one closest and the, the one that they would get all their cattle from is ireland oh i thought you were gonna say chicago oh. i was just waiting for it actually. <laughs> no that's too far because you got to think about it when you transport cattle via ship you you only want to go short distances because mm-hmm. you don't want that to feed the cattle mm-hmm. and you know the freaking yeah. stink and all that stuff so ireland to the uk is where all the cattle would come from and we know this guy seems like he'd be ripping up some cattle anyway well that's all the jack the ripper at least the canonical five there are other ones too like for instance this is in 1889 a year later it says white chapel again another murdered woman mm-hmm. but this was just her torso and there are like three or four other torso murders but Jack the Ripper, there was no more real letters sent by him or anything. So hmm. I, I don't know, man. I, I can tell you he that. He just vanished. Yeah. I can tell you. Well, I think so. These killers, the ones that have stopped doing the crime, they either get killed or they get imprisoned. Right. Mm. Like they don't just stop. That's why I want to go look at other countries. Yeah. Right. I get like, you. If he came from Ireland, did he? And I only looked the first, you know, one that I found, but. 
did he do it there? What about France? I, I can't, I don't have access to any French papers, so I don't, I can't like, you know, translate them anyway. Yeah. Only English speaking countries, but I don't know, man. You know, the, <laughs> I think the stream just died. Oh, uh, oh, did it? Yeah. Uh, Shram said RAP stream. Oh, yeah, it. it's died. So I'll stop it. Well, we were done anyway, pretty much, right? Yeah. Until next time. Good night, you lovely, lovely people. Until next time. Good night, you lovely, lovely people. Until next Baby. time. Oh my God. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.